Hey, welcome everybody to season two, episode two of the Rockstar Entrepreneurs podcast. Today is June 2nd. Uh, it's Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021. And I know it's been a whopping, uh, what, February, March, April, May, June, five months since we did our opening episode. I am going to dedicate this to keeping this podcast alive. So those of you who don't know the backstory, uh, I did end up living in a resort in January, February, March, April, and did not move into my new home until May, which I'm now officially podcasting to you from my new office and my new house. So that's what happened. The internet was terrible over at the um, resort. It was like 10 megs a second. Yeah, you guys heard that right literally 10 megs a second. I couldn't upload anything. I really got discouraged doing my normal YouTube videos, those of you that are not familiar with my YouTube channel. Um, and so I really just didn't want to dedicate to the podcast until I was moved in, uh, you know, there in the middle of May and was able to get set up and get you guys the proper, um, you know, arrangement for podcasting. So uh, I am recording the first one here. I'll get the audio and the, uh, and the tuning and the editing in check as we move forward with future episodes. I promised everybody I was gonna do one a week. I really wanted 50 episodes this year. Obviously with what happened, that probably won't occur. But if I could bang out another 25 or 30 this uh, this year, I'd be happy with that. Uh, eventually I'd love to do you know two or three a week or one every other day. Uh, that would be you know a dream. Uh, we'll see what happens. I've got some soundproofing coming, some more audio equipment, so we'll get it all dialed in and then we'll uh, move forward from there. Also, this episode is just gonna be me. Um, uh, you know, in, in the future, I'm gonna have as many guests as I can humanly possibly get. So with that, let's move on to today's topic and it's customer service. I did a video um, on my YouTube channel about a few days ago, a week ago, regarding customer service and some issues that I'm personally having and that I've seen around the community and around everything, uh, you know, in 2021. And this channel is about business and entrepreneurship. It's not about those of you that are familiar with my YouTube channel about reselling necessarily. I will mention and bring some of that in, but I just want to talk about business and jobs and customer service and the world that we live in. Uh, I guess we can call it post-COVID uh, now, post-pandemic, uh, you know, 2000, summer of 2021, uh, you know, everything is opening up. And so this is where I kind of want your guys' input. And there'll be a place that you can leave input or messages or comments um, as always. But here's the thing. I, uh, I see this a lot and I'll give you, I'm, I'm going to give you guys my, you know, personal experiences over the last couple of weeks moving into a house because there's been all kinds of people I've been dealing with. Um, from moving companies and you know title companies and construction companies and warranty companies and you know uh, furniture delivery people it just you name it I'm dealing with them so I kind of want to preface this by saying you know as I've been out and about around town I, I I live in Florida and we have not really closed with the exception of a few weeks so I've been able to see all throughout the pandemic all throughout you know COVID nineteen um, kind of the way that people act and behave, whether it's customers or whether it's, uh, you know, employees or managers, I've kind of just taken note and I've kind of, you know, just observed from afar, um, you know, the level of service before, the level of service during and the level of service after our lockdowns and our closures and, and what have you. And so here's my overall, you know, observations and, and views, my, my summarization of what I've seen. So uh, whatever your level of service was before 
COVID and shutdowns and, and now what you're getting back. During the pandemic, when people were still allowed to work here in Florida, they were genuinely grateful to still have a job and to make money. And I feel like the service was rather good. It was it was actually pretty, you know, awesome. And and a lot of people were not out and about. And so they really didn't have they didn't have a lot of people to uh, you know, go back and forth with, not a lot of people to serve. So it was more of an intimate uh, atmosphere. And so they got to know you. You felt like you were being served. But it's just a good overall atmosphere, at least here in Florida. Uh, you know, feel free to to contradict me with, with your experiences or where you are or whatever. But I felt like it was good. As the closures ended and Florida went back in June. Now, a year ago, it's been almost a year ago, in June, July, Florida went back to 50%. Um, uh, you know, we went back from the whole uh, no one was allowed in for a couple of weeks to uh, take out, carry out, no bar stools, you, a couple of tables to 50% in June. And then eventually, I believe it was like August or September, we went back to 100% um, occupancy in all the locations. They still had mass things and, and this and that, you know, whoever decided it. But as more and more people started congregating and piling into the restaurants and into the, the businesses and establishments, I feel like a lot of the employees over the last few months had gotten used to this more intimate atmosphere and, and used to this, this level of customer service and this level of workflow. And it was kind of overwhelming to them. If I gotta be honest with you, I feel like they felt really, really overwhelmed by the situation. Uh, a lot of people that had been locked away for months on end who finally felt safe enough to venture out were not used to being out there. They were very uh, angry. They were very antsy. There was a lot of things mixing and coming together that caused a lot of customer service issues, a lot of altercations we saw, you know, with people being required to wear masks and almost everywhere last summer, if not uh, everywhere. A lot of animosity, you know, the mask versus anti-mask, uh, whatever your viewpoint on that may be. There was a lot of things happening in the world that just caused confrontation and clashes. And it literally went on for months. I, I watched it as more, you know, my favorite places that I sat by myself and then sat with one or two people and then sat with five and 10 people. And as tables piled up, I saw more and more of these altercations. And honestly, the mental health, we all know the mental health aspect of COVID causing people to lose their minds, lose their minds, and then them venturing back out into the world. So it was really, really a tough thing to watch. So now it's been five, six months everyone's been out and about here in Florida. I know it's not the case in everywhere, some countries that might listen to this or um, some states, etc. But in Florida, it's been a while. And so people have had a chance to kind of come around. But here's what I see now. I see people looking back in, in the service industry a lot and also in customer service, looking back at, at all the changes that happened and what we did and what we went through and kind of not caring. So let me give you a few examples. So one example, um, we are attempting to have a fence installed at our new house. Uh, fencing material has gone from what would have been probably about a $4,000 fence, uh, material and labor. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar, all the cost of materials, houses, wood, aluminum, steel, vinyl, anything you're going to buy 
to build a house or a fence or what have you has just gone ridiculous pricing. So this fence a year or two ago would have probably cost no more than about 4,000 bucks. Um, I venture to say it may have been cheaper, but it is kind of a big fence. It's a decent sized yard, two different types of fencing to appease my HOA and not block my pond view. I am on a pond, so we have to get that vinyl fencing, you know, kind of like that white almond down the sides. And then in the back to uh, prevent the obstruction of the view of the pond that I live on, um, we have to have black iron, which is fine. I mean, that's great. We like the look of it. I'm, I'm actually looking out my window my upstairs office window right now um at my neighbor's house and he's got it he's had it for a few months just across the pond and um it looks really good it looks it looks clean two fences on either side up front black iron in the back and you can get what's called a puppy picket on the bottom like 24 inches of the black iron and it puts the spacing really close together because we have alligators and there are alligators in the pond um legitimate i'm not making that up they're really there and so you want to get that uh, alligators can climb but that really will help uh with that a little bit so Anyways, it's about a four to thousand dollar fence a year and a half, two years ago. Currently, we're being quoted anywhere from six to seven thousand with a six to eight week wait. Well, I got a quote from two different companies who both came out, they measured, they did a great job. About a day or two later, they send you the quote. They take it back to the office, everyone looks it over, um, they get the most up to date, uh, you know, material cost, they, they figure out when they can schedule you. They email it over to you the next day, no big deal, right? We got a quote of like 6,600 and like 6,300. So, like I said, right in that mid 6,000 range, which is, you know, after talking to a bunch of the neighbors, pretty much expected that. So then I had a third company come out and give a quote. And I got really busy in the first week of us living here, and I didn't think about it, but a week, week and a half passed, and I hadn't heard back from them. We had anticipated maybe, you know, getting four or five quotes over the first couple of weeks and then signing up with someone and getting it rolling because we knew there'd be a wait. Well, after about a week and a half, 10, 12 days, I realized I've got no quote. So I messaged or I emailed them or something, and, and I didn't hear back. Again, I lost track of time, shame on me, but uh, at the day 20, I messaged this person on Facebook because I remembered that this particular company, this third company, actually lived in the neighborhood. The owner and his wife lived in the neighborhood. And so his wife does like all of his marketing and advertising. I messaged her on Facebook and said, hey, it's been 20 days and we don't have a quote. Uh, I was wondering what's going on. You know, what is there a problem? You know, what's the deal? And she goes, uh, something to the tune, uh, and on my phone in front of me right now, but something to the effect of, uh, we don't like to give quotes. Her husband's name is, you know, whatever is that. I'll just call him George. George doesn't like to give quotes because, uh, you know, he needs to get the material and, and make sure the price is is uh, what the price of the material is when he gets it, and then he can give you a quote. Well, that's really confusing to me because the fence companies normally they they give you a quote, say it's six thousand bucks, and they ask you for fifty percent up front, like three thousand dollars. That's your deposit. They order your materials, and then when the materials come in, they come and do the fence. So she's saying they need to order the materials, and then they can give me a quote, which is weird because I'm like, well, don't you know what the price is? Can't you call the fence company and say, hey, uh, your supplier, and say, hey, what's the fence cost? Oh, the fence cost is three thousand dollars. Uh, perfect, call me up and say, hey, here's your quote based on this. If you can make the deposit in the next you know, three days, five days, seven days, whatever, uh, we can lock you in. Otherwise, uh, we can't, yeah, something along those lines. And she wrote back and said, uh, you know, and I said, I don't understand. I had three other companies, you know, I've gotten quotes. I, I, I don't see what the problem is. Don't you have to give me a quote before I can give you a deposit, et cetera, et cetera. And at that point, she just said, we don't do fences anymore. We're not, we're not doing any more fences. And I'm like, wow, like you came out and measured, measured my house. 
I mean, you did everything you were supposed to do to do a fence, and now all of a sudden you don't do fences? I, I don't understand. I'm, I guess I'm lost again. So at that point, um, I just decided I'm just not going to use them, right? I'm just going to go with one of the other companies, and that will be pretty much the end of it. Like, we're, we're just done with her. So uh, fast forward, I get another company, uh, a fourth company who was highly recommended. I said, let me at least give them a chance to give me a quote before I go ahead and make a decision. They come out, they measured everything. A few days goes by and fast forward to today, we're on day six or day seven and I call them and they finally call back after four or five hours and um, I get their voicemail, of course, and they, uh, they are looking for my quote in the system. They can't find it. So they call me back, they hang up, they call me back about 10 minutes later. They contacted my... Uh, uh, estimator, the guy that came out and measured the yard, one of their employees. And he's on vacation for the next week and a half. And he left the handwritten measurements and estimate in his car that's not accessible. Uh, and they don't have it in the system or any way to give me a price. And so that's really bad customer service to me, right? That's a mistake. Whether it's true or not, I don't necessarily believe that that's true. I believe they just didn't want to do the job. They don't want to do the work. And that's pretty much where I left that at that. But what I found interesting was I actually said to the guy, hey, I totally understand. Uh, did you want to send somebody else out here to measure? I'll be home all day for the next couple of days. Well, well, sir, we're a month behind. We're a month behind on uh, estimates and you know, two to three months behind on jobs. And I'm like, well, normally in customer service, you know, when you mess up a food meal or you mess up a fence quote or whatever it is, you know, especially something that only takes 15 minutes. They literally just walk around your yard with one of those little rolling wheels, you know, and they, they, they measure it off and then they write it down and then they, uh, they multiply it times whatever it is they charge per linear foot and they give you a quote. Well, I said when normally a company messes up in 15 minute jobs, you can pull someone off another quote and say, hey, can you shoot over there real quick, get us a quote so we can at least see if we can help them. Um, I said, I, I know you guys are around here all the time quoting a lot of my neighbors and quoting the couple of neighborhoods across the street. You guys are always in this area. There's no way you don't have a single person. They're a pretty good sized company too. And, um, and he said, no, it's gonna be a month before I can get you another quote. And I'm like, well, you never gave me the first quote. So don't say another quote. I just don't understand. He's like, well, did you want to wait for a week for, or a month for a quote? Or what did you want to do? I said, absolutely not. I said, just consider this interaction done and I'll uh, move on to another company. And he hung up. That was, that was it. That was the end of it. And they come highly recommended in my group. And I'm like, if these guys don't want to do the job or they're that physically overwhelmed that they can't handle it, a little honesty goes a long way. Like, hey, look, we're super slammed. We're not going to be able to handle the job. I apologize. If anything changes, I'll let you know. There's a million things they could have said, none of which they said. So that was the fence customer service. You know, and then it ended up popping up on Facebook. The first company, the husband and wife popped up and people were like, who do I use for a fence? And someone tagged them. And of course, I'm going to be honest with my neighbors. I said, I got to be honest. I didn't have a good experience. I didn't even use them. Here's what happened. And they try to blast back at me. And I'm like, look, guys, I have the text messages. Half of what we did was in messages. So, you know, we just go there or we don't go there. So whatever the, whatever the, 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 you know, in game is that that's where it was and so that was kind of the uh the fence customer service issue and so there's always ways to handle things just be honest with people up front 
Um, another customer service issue I had was about um, you know a damaged piece of furniture. I just wanted to return it, uh, you know, get it exchanged for a good one. They wanted me to take 20% off to keep damaged. Absolutely not. It's not always about the money. It looked terrible if I had kept it and it wouldn't go together correctly. So there was no keeping it. It wasn't about the money. Uh, that one was handled pretty quickly. Uh, the big one is the bar, the lagoon bar. So I moved into a neighborhood that is on a man-made crystal lagoon you can look it up the first man-made crystal lagoon in this country google it uh just google crystal lagoons you'll find it so um there's actually like four or five of them in the country now but uh or maybe more but um anyways uh i went to the lagoon bar i've been there a few times before had a drink while we were you know checking this place out to move here to see what it was all about and i finally went there for the first time officially we're moved in we go down to the bar we want to have you know a drink some food truck whatever and um we ended up going in the water with some friends. It was a Saturday. It was a last Saturday. And uh, um, we swim around to the swim-up bar. So they actually have on the backside of the bar stools that you can swim up to and sit, and they serve you drinks. It's fantastic, right? You sit there half in the water. You're sitting in the water. You're having a drink. The sun's setting. It's great, right? So that's what we do. And um, we're sitting there solid 15, 20 minutes, just BSing 25 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. Finally, we realize that, like, it's just not happening we're not getting a drink right so i know that they serve that waterfront bar i know that it's part of their service uh they have a middle bar and they have to walk out of that bar and walk around their bar and come up to the waterfront bar so i i, I they're not busy there, there's four bartenders and maybe 10 people at the the main bar i mean four bartenders for 10 people is really not that much so I um I stand up and i i finally make eye contact with one of the the the, the female bartenders and i say hey uh, do you guys actually serve this waterfront bar? Or, you know, what's going on? Like, I don't understand. And she stares at me like 15, 20 seconds, rolls her eyes, like picks her sunglasses up, rolls her eyes, and then walks away from me with like the biggest attitude. And I, I lost it. I was like, are you kidding me right now? So I swim out of the pool all the way up to the edge. I climb out, you know, walk up the edge. I walk all the way down and around the bar down the steps into the bar area. It's like kind of a sunken bar type thing. And I walk up to the opposite side of the bar where she's walked and I make eye contact with her again. I'm faced, you know, now I'm only like, you know, 12 inches from her. And I'm like, hey, what is that about? Are you kidding me? What's the attitude? Like, are you or aren't you going to serve that waterfront bar? And her and her bartender, one of the other female bartenders go, we serve that bar when we get to it. You'll have to wait like everyone else. We get there when we have a minute. I'm like, well, first of all, I've been waiting north of a half an hour, hence the reason why we're having this conversation. Second of all, that is not how your service works. You serve that waterfront swim-up bar just like you serve the rest of the bar. One, I know that because I know it. Two, because you've done it before and you've advertised it. And three, everyone goes to the lagoon to sit at the swim-up bar in the water because they love it. I don't think your managers are going to appreciate that attitude. The truth is, you guys just don't want to walk around the bar and have to walk over there and serve the waterfront bar. Plain and simple. So she says something back to me, and I say something like, whatever, do your job, blah, blah, blah. And so we have a little back and forth, and then finally she says something like, you're going to get kicked out of here, your attitude, something. And then I really lost it. I called her a worthless, you know, blah, blah, whatever, insert uh, your favorite pronoun you know curse word here so uh then they they just completely scatter and don't want anything to do with me okay perfect so i walk up 
to the front entrance of the lagoon, go get the manager. Manager comes out. She's trying to do the, let me buy you a free drink, take you to the private area, calm you down. I'm like, stop. And her name is Karen. <laughs> Can't make this stuff up, guys. Being dead serious, it was Karen. So um, I'm like, listen, uh, you know, Karen, I appreciate the, the jester, but I don't want a free drink. I, I didn't come here to get a free drink. I came here to buy a drink. And I came here to buy a drink because I wanted to be served. And I have all the patience in the world to sit and wait for a drink or wait for food or whatever it is. But 30 minutes is a bit overkill, right? And then when I finally make the eye contact and they just walk away from me when I'm trying to be you know, reasonable, we're just not going to play that game. So I said, confirm, yes or no. They are supposed to serve the waterfront bar. Well, yeah, yeah, of course they are. Okay. They don't get to it when they get to it. It's served just like the other bar. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so problem solved. Please train your bartenders. Let them know to handle it. And in the meantime, they also could do without, uh, you know, the attitude. So fast forward through that night. There ended up being, a, you know, some other bartenders. One of the other ones actually ended up helping us. Everything's good. Um, go back the next night because they're having, like, uh, I don't know, bingo night or something. So they always have nights up there, movie night, bingo night, all this cool stuff for the residents. We go up there and, uh, you know, there they are again. And we are actually sitting in the bar. We don't go in the swim up bar. We're sitting in the bar area where there's high top tables and bar stools. And we're sitting in there and about 20, 25 minutes goes by again. Now, different bartenders, but she's there again. I don't have any intention or expectation of her serving me. I get it. But some of the other bartenders for sure. No one serves us. So I get up. I go back up to the manager's booth. I don't say a word to him. Even my fiance, who's very you know, low-key on this point, uh, is getting angry and, and about to say something. I'm like, don't say anything. Let's just keep it here. I'll go get the manager. Go get him. Uh, it's the food and beverage manager this time. Uh, Ryan, I believe his name is. And uh, he comes out. I'm like, had this talk with your girl Karen last night. You guys got to You guys got to handle this. Your bartenders don't care. They just—they're running off people. We're residents. The residents of this neighborhood pay. Uh, we pay a monthly fee for unlimited use of the lagoon. We still have to pay for our alcohol, of course. But part of that lagoon fee pays the salaries of these managers and bartenders and whatever it is that they make. It's the employee, you know, payroll. Uh, we pay that. The non-residents that are allowed in our lagoon, they do charge, uh, you know, a certain amount of non-residents every weekend to come in. They sell tickets. Uh, their money helps pay too, but they have to pay one time and they're gone. We pay every month regardless. So he, he says, you know, I'll talk to him. Let me buy you a drink. I'm like, Ryan, I'm going to tell you the same thing I told Karen. I don't want free drinks. I want good service. That's just it. And I'll pay for it. And so, you know, he hooks me up with one of these male bartenders who takes care of us. Cool, whatever. So we come back for Memorial Day weekend, which just passed this past weekend. We went on... We went Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, but Saturday and Sunday, I think we just stopped by there. Saturday, just to show my fiance's parents what it looked like, 10 minutes. Sunday, uh, I think we just went there to meet up with some friends and have a drink real quick. But Monday, we actually went to the lagoon and hung out there. I saw on two, maybe three separate occasions, the same girl bartender from the first night just getting into it with customers. Two were residents and two, I think, were non-residents and called the police we have security a couple off-duty officers that that roam the lagoon and, and help with security when it's busy and had them call down to deal with these customers and it was in both cases her instigating problems and just not doing her job and it's just a non-stop thing so the ultimate long story short here that's not so short 
if you don't wanna do the job, if you don't like your job, if you're overwhelmed by your job or customer service, then please let someone else do it. Go home, get yourself straight, and come back to work when you can handle it. Otherwise, it just looks really bad on yourself. You're not gonna make money, and it looks really bad on the business. You're gonna get fired. I mean, that's just all there is to it. This girl is going to lose her job if she hasn't already. So uh, I haven't been back. Today's Wednesday, I haven't been back in a few days, so we'll check it out this weekend and see uh, if she's still gainfully employed there. Now, again, there were other bartenders with attitudes as well, not nearly as bad as her, but just the terrible service. After that, all I saw were people, you know, bartenders servicing the waterfront bar and, and on top of things. But man, it was just bad downhill, nonstop. So another case of this bad customer service. So there's been several other instances. We had some furniture, very heavy uh, theater seating couches delivered upstairs. We have a second floor house, a two-story house. Uh, and we had it delivered upstairs. The delivery guys, we paid for that second floor delivery. It was like an extra hundred bucks. And the delivery guys that came, I guess, weren't aware. And they found out when they got here, like, hey, you got to take this stuff upstairs. And they were super annoyed and just attitude. And I'm like, guys, look, we're paying for this. I understand that it's not fun, but this is your job. You signed up for it. And I didn't. I paid for it. Right. So there you go. Um, just things like that. It just seems like everybody's on edge and there's a lot of bad customer service going around. So my tip and advice to you guys, you know, as entrepreneurs, whatever business you're in, whether you're a YouTuber, whether you're an affiliate salesman or reseller, if you're in the car sales business or the real estate business or, you know, whatever it is that you do, if you're a bartender listening to this, if you're a uh, server, you know, at Applebee's, whatever it is that you do for a living, uh, you know, uh, a water softener, solar guy, a cell phone representative, you know, T-Mobile, Verizon, um, please treat your customers with respect. If they go over the line and they're disrespectful, yeah, by all means, let your manager know, take, you know, don't take it personally, but people have lost their minds. Just, you know, treat everyone how you want to be treated and hopefully things will turn around uh, for the better here in June and July. Um, so this was, this is kind of my, my opening back into the, to the world of podcasting, like customer service in 2021. What do you guys think of, of how things have gone? The, the whole opening, the closing, the opening people's attitudes, just what do you, what do you think of it in an overall uh, experience? Go ahead and leave a comment, uh, a voice message to me, wh- however it lets you contact me here on Anchor. Um, or whatever podcast you are listening to. And I appreciate everyone um, who does listen. I, I appreciate you coming back and sticking around and uh, I'll, I'll get more episodes out for you. Uh, I do want to thank one of the sponsors of this podcast, which is, uh, they're, they're a sponsor of my entire channel, Rockstar Flipper and YouTube uh, and Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, it is List Perfectly. List Perfectly is a cross-listing tool for online sellers. They support 12 platforms, including eBay, uh, Poshmark, Etsy, Depop, um, Kittison, Shopify, Facebook Marketplace, and many others. Uh, They can allow you to cross-post your active inventory for sale across all 12 platforms in minutes. Uh, They more than pay for themselves. It is an investment in yourself and your business. Please do consider List Perfectly. I'll provide the links and use when you sign up for List Perfectly discount code ROCKSTARLP. That's ROCKSTAR, R-O-C-K-S-T-A-R, front slash L. P and you will receive 30% off your first month of List Perfectly. So thank you to the ladies, Amanda and Claire at List Perfectly. We love them. They're an amazing service. And thank you for sponsoring everything that we do here at the Rockstar Flipper and Rockstar Entrepreneurs uh, podcast and YouTube channel. So have a wonderful evening to everybody. Uh, I think you'll be listening to this on Thursday, June the 3rd. Appreciate you guys. Feel free to join my live show over at youtube.com front slash Rockstar Flipper at 9 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night or any day you can watch the replays. 
Thanks, guys, again. Welcome back. Season 2, Episode 2 of the Rockstar Entrepreneur Podcast. I will see you all next time.